I think your list is great, but at least we can feel bad about ourselves together. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And here we are. Ready to go. So much energy. Tested and good. Well, that's what pizza does to you. Pizza is the fuel of everyone. Power is pizza. Pizza is knowledge. Pizza is knowledge. Hey, what's been going on? Um, so I got together on Wednesday at Drummer Dave's house. We jammed a bit. That was pretty fun. Did you pet all the kitties? No, they were hiding. <gasps> They've been hiding the last couple of times. You have to collect them all when you go. I pet Simon when I was there the one time. Boots is my favorite. He's very fat and very sad looking. Yay. My band, The Low Siders, is playing at Musica on Friday the 29th. That's going to be fun. Should be fun. Uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun show. Uh, we're going in on Monday to mix, and then the album should be done. Should be done. Hooray! Unless I find something else I hate, uh, which I probably will. Make yourself like a three strikes and you're out. You only get three more. Mm, and then, I can't put so that kind to, of... You I, have to choose them wisely. I can't put that kind of pressure on myself. You can't wish for more wishes. <laughs> and... <laughs> And this Sunday, I'm uh, going to be on the Wolf Crew Studios podcast. Keep an eye out for that, talking about music and stuff. And there's a, b- a bass cab I really want to buy. And I'm like, I don't need any more bass cabs. But it's it's vintage. And it's it's like, it's the same age as that head I have. And so I need it. We need it. Also, he said he'd give me a really good deal on it. Yes, he yes he did. Well, you have to have money in order to be able to buy it. I know. That is the unfortunate part. I know. It's also a guitar cab. From what I've been... I haven't been able to find very much information on it. But they said that it was a guitar cab. It was meant for guitars. And not bass. So why do you want it? But the the speakers that they put in it are like wide-range speakers, so they'll handle bass. But are they meant for it? No. Mmm, that sounds iffy. I'm going to try it. I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, he said I could go down and crank it and see how it sounds. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going to try it. I don't like super subby bass anyhow. Like, I, I like kind of mid-rangey bass as far as bass guitar tone goes. I don't like a super low tone, so I think it it might be okay. Like, that might be kind of what I'm looking for. I'll keep you all posted. I know... No. Riveting, uh... She was getting ready to jump. Riveting, uh, Matt Warner gear stories. You should make, like, a... I don't know, just have, like, a separate podcast and be, like, the gear guy. And you just talk on end about the, the specs on everything that you see. I mean, those exist, I'm sure. But you could be one. I had something else I wanted to talk about, and then I didn't write it down. And uh, now I'm never going to remember it again. 
You'll probably remember it in 20 minutes. Yep. I bought a new laptop case. That's exciting. My old one is broken on the corner, and it'll, like, cut you. Yeah. Like, maliciously. Yeah. And, like, chunks of it just break off. Like, it'll threaten you. So I bought a new one, and I haven't put it on yet. But now I have so much room for stickers, and I'm excited. <laughs> R.I.P. old stickers, but you got so many new good ones. And a lot of those you can get again, it seems like. Yeah. Square Records, Earthquaker. Yeah. You can get more of those. I think I have... A, another Square Records and an Earthquaker sticker, like, you here somewhere. Do. Yeah. I hoard stickers. Like, they, I, there came a point where I was like, I knew I wanted to get a new laptop case. And I was like, well, I can't put these stickers on my case because then I'm not going to have any stickers for the new case. Right. I ordered a part for my keyboard because it's still not fixed yet. And it said it's going to be here in May. And I was By like, May. great, great. They usually come faster than they say right. when they when they put that big long wait well, on it. Well, it said like April 11th to May 7th. And I'm like, yeah. what kind of, that's like, it'll get here when it gets here. I ordered like an eyeliner once and it did that and it came before the range even said it was going to come. Okay. Well, I hope it does. I mean, I'm sure it depends on the company and where it's coming from and whatnot. Ray is having a time. Everyone needs to respect her privacy while she screams and runs about. And I've had Amazon Prime things that were supposed to ship in two days and didn't come for, like, eight. So everything's a crapshoot and no one actually knows what's going on. That's my point. Right. Amazon Prime ruined Halloween. That's all I'm saying. Also, the uh, the Motley Crue documentary came out today, and I was told I need to watch it. So I might have to watch it. Do you even like them? Uh, I like good music biopics. 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 Um, I... So Why would it not be biopic? It's a biography picture. Yeah. It's a biopic. A biopic. No. That is my, that is my least favorite misnomer. That's uh, not true. Chipotle <laughs> is the worst one. Right. Just scared me Ray. so much. Ray. Oh, my gosh. Ray. 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 The cat's standing on the counter, and uh, just over Ivy's shoulder, just two big... Glowing demon eyes. Oh, well, I was just going to say that it's, I'm, I like um, uh, music movies, so I figured I would like it even if I don't like the band. Maybe. I don't know. It's on Netflix. I can watch it for no extra money. That's why we're going to watch uh, One Direction This Is Us. No. But you just, you just said to me, I like music, so I'd like music movies. You just said to me. I guess so. I don't care if you like it or not, we're going to watch it. What's going on with you this week? Um, a few things, I guess. Last weekend, we both rediscovered our old CD collections that had both been sitting here in the house, and we went through them and looked at them, and I found a mix CD that my cousin made me in 2005. It says Ivy's Mix 05 on it, and I remember how it happened because it was like right before my birthday, and she called me on the phone, which she didn't used to do all that often, and she asked me, like, what are your top 20 favorite songs? I was so dumb that I didn't even realize why she was asking me. And so I listed her off like 20 songs and she was like, okay, bye. And then maybe the CD for my birthday. I remember it. But I had forgotten completely except for one song that was on this CD. So I sat down on, it must have been Sunday. So I listened to that whole CD while I ate a Lunchable and I live tweeted the whole thing. And it was the biggest suspense of my life sitting there when there was like three seconds left of the last song waiting to see what the next song was going to be. And I will say that 11-year-old Ivy had a very diverse taste in music. 
some of the songs, I'm like, I'm the coolest kid ever. Franz Ferdinand is on there. And Green Day. And Bowling for Soup. But also, These Boots Are Made for Walking by <laughs> not, uh, who does it normally? Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, no, it's Jessica Simpson for the Dukes of Hazard movie that I never saw, but I liked that song. And I was just like, why? Why is this? Most of it, I was like, yes. And then song 20 is Baby Got Back. And I was like, why? Also, Candy Shop by 50 Cent. I had no idea what they were talking about. And I can guarantee it. It's very dirty. I made a playlist of it on Spotify if you want to listen to Ivy's Mix 05. And uh, you can see my tweets on my Twitter at IvyJune12 if you're interested. It was a really fun time. Also, another thing that happened that I don't think I've talked about yet because I always lose track of the timing of when we've recorded and not, because when we upload it, it's already been like a week. And then so that's like two weeks ago that we recorded it, and my brain just, I can't function, and I don't know when I said what. But anyway, uh, I won another Instagram giveaway, which is a work of pride for me. I won a limited edition Charlotte Pickles pin from Nickelodeon Animation. So that's pretty cool, and it came in the mail yesterday, and it's on my denim jacket now. I am so proud. I love winning. Um, speaking of animation and sequels that we talk about a lot on this podcast, uh, Toy Story 4 trailer is out. It looks unnecessary, but also kind of good. Because I think, here's what I think, is I think it doesn't look, like, bad, first of all. Like, it doesn't look bad in general. But, like, 3 tied up the story really good because it's like what happens to your toys when you don't need them anymore and that's like the general and you can assume that like that's going to happen mm-hmm. over and over and they're going to keep you know being there for children and whatnot but this one they're like with the new owner and she decorates a spork at preschool and like it's her new favorite toy but the spork is like i'm not a toy and i don't want to be a toy so it runs away and they go to rescue him and i'm like That sounds dumb, but also the trailer makes it look pretty good, and also you find out what happened to Bo Peep, which is, like, an interesting plot arc, I guess, because, like, she just disappeared in the one, but now it's like, we're gonna find out what happened to her and what she's doing now, so that's cool. Uh, Also, the trailer uses God Only Knows, and I was like, ooh, oh, my heart. Um, So, like, the story wasn't necessary to continue, but it's not like it's a completely superfluous unneeded story it's just like more story than than we thought we were gonna need and the last thing uh i finished kingdom hearts 3 this week and i am still emotionally wrecked i am i am ravaged i am i am just shattered everything came together in the most soul-crushing and beautiful way I can't give anything away because I would never want to do that to somebody because I would never want somebody to do that to me. If you're out there and you know Kingdom Hearts and you want to talk to me about it, I'll talk at you about it. But just know that the end is a doozy and it's super different than anything I would have guessed, even from like the trailers and stuff. The stuff from the trailers is in there, but it's not what I thought it was. So it's really interesting how it kind of flipped a lot of the things that I was expecting. But overall, such a cool game. Really awesome. All the worlds are super huge and very pretty. And the battle mechanics and whatnot are really good. And the story was great. And put a really nice bow on stuff before we go on and start making a whole new complicated plot. Which is the plan. And that's it. So shall we move on to everyone's most favorite segment of all? 
No. Okay, good night, everybody. It's been a great show. You've been a nice audience. Tip your waitress. Goodbye. We're done. I, what do you want me to do? I don't know. I don't know. It's time for Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Say it. Bop. Yay. Uh, it's very... So, we're recording this like three hours earlier than we usually do, and Ivy's awake. And so she has all sorts of energy, and I'm not prepared for it. Three hours earlier, but also several days later. Sure. <laughs> Both of those at the same time. Go. Um, I've been watching a lot of Vine compilations still. I don't know why. Part of me is like, oh, it's such a lower form of entertainment because it's so short that they have to be, like, ridiculous. And then some of them are like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Also, Tall Wilkenfeld was on WTF this week, and her new album is out, and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm really excited to, and she played a song on the podcast, and it was gorgeous. Also, I finally watched the Pedro the Lion Tiny Desk concert. It's so good. So good. Um, pretty much all the stuff that he's done for, like, KEXP and Tiny Desks has been great. And I've been... Uh, heavy deep into the Star Wars memes. Um, heavy deep, huh? Heavy deep into the Star Wars memes. The one I was trying to find for you that I couldn't find was it was Qui-Gon Jinn, and he's cutting through this door. That's the old not Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. Okay. He's cutting through this door, and then it cuts to the other side, and it's like cut out like it's a, a Mickey Mouse ear and it says hi I'm Qui-Gon Jinn and you're watching the Disney channel <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> see like most of them I have enough like cursory knowledge to understand some of them you show me and I'm like I don't mm. get it <laughs> yeah but sometimes you show me and I'm like I I know enough to right I mean there's there's it's gotten to the point where some of them they don't even put like a caption it's just the screen grab, and I still get the joke. Explain. Because you like, well, you know what the line is. Oh, like there's a joke, and then like the grab is like the punchline. Right. I see what you mean. Right. And so, it, you know, if the, if the caption was there, mm-hmm. or like the subtitles, that would be the punchline. But they just but they don't, need don't to put, put it. the su- Yeah. I get you. My personal favorites are I Love Democracy, and uh, they use ironic a lot. The emperor says ironic the one oh. time the one that made me laugh the absolute most this is so good i don't like sand well they use that one a lot <laughs> um this one where mace windu says take a seat and it's him like you know <laughs> take a seat and then the and okay you know in episode three when they're like the senate will decide your fate and he's like i am the senate yes but they they blurred it out so it just says i am the seat I am the seat. I like that one that's like all of the prequels in one quote and it says like, calm down, Anakin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I have fun. That's my things of the week. Good. This week, my things of the week include a handful of throwback songs. There's been two songs that have been stuck in my head for like a week. And they're old songs and I don't know if it's because of that CD. It's probably because of that CD. But these two aren't on that CD. But anyway, uh, the song What the Hell by Avril Lavigne. Such a good song. It's so dumb. 
but it's just like gets you going. Uh, but also her whole new 2019 album, I listened to it and it's really good. If you like pop music, you should listen to Avril Lavigne's new album. It's great. Uh, also the song Right Where You Want Me by Jesse McCartney, which I'm pretty sure was my sexual awakening. That music video, I think that's what did it. A great jam, a great bop. Uh, my next thing of the week is the Spotify Discover Weekly podcast playlist. Mine was on point this week. It isn't always, but mine is good enough enough of the time. And I think the reason is because I listen to my own playlists that I make a lot. Mm -hmm. So it, it's very deeply entrenched in what I like because I don't go looking for other things that I'm like, oh, I didn't end up liking that, but now it's like in my algorithm, so they put more stuff like it in my Discover. Mm -hmm. I often just listen to my own old playlists already. So I think it just knows me pretty well. But this week, mine was really good. There was a song called Everywhere by Sawyer. Never heard of them, uh, but I put them in my, in my permanent playlist from my Discover Weekly because that was a really good song, so I'd recommend that. Also, The Salon at Ulta. I don't know about all of them, but the one in Fairlawn did a good job cutting my hair for the second time, so I'll give them a thumbs up. I happened to just schedule with a Silas that I didn't know, just picked from a list of names of somebody who had a time that I wanted, and it ended up being an A-plus fit because she knew how to do exactly the sort of cut that I wanted because I'm trying to grow my hair out from being really short, and she's like, I've done this to my own hair a million times, or I do this to my friend's hair all the time, and she's like, I did my friend this exact cut like a week ago. So I was like, yes, the universe is looking out for me. Um, and finally, I decided that it's the time in my life when I should actually get into anime, like, for real. And it's never going to happen, but I'm going to try. And instead of just watching my nostalgia animes from childhood, I tried a new one. And I looked up My Hero Academia, which has been recommended to me by a handful of people. And it's super cheesy, but I really like it. It's about um, this kid. I don't know if you'd call it more like sci-fi or fantasy. Probably like sci-fi. Basically, at one point, uh, like two-thirds of the world or something like that starts developing superpowers. But then there's like one-third of people that don't have a power. Mm -hmm. And some people's are just like small things like, oh, I can like move objects or like I can like householdy things, but then some people get really, really good powers and they're like superheroes and then some people become villains. And so like the superheroes are kind of like become the celebrities, but whenever there's an emergency, they call the local superheroes and they come help the police deal with it. And it's about this kid that doesn't have a power, but like wants to be a hero. So that's basically the premise of it. So he's like trying to figure out how he can be a hero, even though he doesn't have a superpower hmm. or at least not yet. We'll see. I have a feeling that maybe someday he'll get one, but I don't know. So yeah, that's fun. And I watched a couple, and I like it. Things of the week. Good. Good and good. It was, like, nice last week, and now it's snowing. When I came home from work today, there was somebody parked uh, crooked in the parking lot, like, five feet away from the wall. Yes. They were there when I came back with the pizza. I... Would have hit them. I, I was, I, like, literally, like, scared... My brain went to a scary place. I thought, like... When I pulled in, I had the thought, like, if I could fit in there, I would. But I didn't do it. Yeah, that was stupid. You know what? I hate people. <laughs> Just as a blanket statement. Good. So now it's time for review. The review uh, uh, part. And the situation review is, is what we call it, and I always forget to call it that. Uh, and then I say it like that after I've always say, and now it's time for the review segment. The that, situation review. Yeah. 
because I always forget that that's what we call it. That's okay. And this week's review uh, was a suggestion from uh, the Low Siders drummer Dave, and he said we should watch Swiss Army Man, and so we did. Swiss Army Cheese. Swiss Army Man. Army Man. Uh, it came out in, what's it, 2014, I think? That sounds about right. Uh, it's Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. That's a lot of Dans. <laughs> it's too many Dans for one movie. Paul Dano Radcliffe. And we watched it, and we're going to review it. Do you want to give him a quick, like, two-sentence summary? Paul Dano is stranded on an island, and Daniel Radcliffe washes up shore, and he has magical powers. And he's a dead body. He is dead. That's important. That is important. But things happen, and there's magic. But not Harry Potter. Different magic, maybe. Practical magic. That's a different kind, too, I think. That's witches, I think. What? That movie has witches in it, I think. 20-something witches or something like that, or teen witches. That's a witches. lot of witches. I don't even know. Hey, <laughs> you stop that. So, overall, what did you think of Swiss Army Man? Uh... I said it was strange, funny, oddly profound, touching, and kind of stupid. I agree with everything but the last part. <laughs> I said that I'm not sure how much I actually liked this movie, but I know absolutely for sure that it's a really good movie and a well-made movie. Yes. I think I liked it half as much as I know it is good. If it's ten good, then I liked it like, no, I liked it a good bit. Maybe not a five. We'll get to our ratings, but that was just a percentage. That was just a math problem. So what things in particular did you like about it? Um, I thought the acting was great. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any movie with those two people in it, I can't expect to not be a good movie. Well, and it's like, when you think about 90% of the movie was just the two of them. Like 99% of the movie was just the two of them. Yeah. Like that kind of, that takes a special... Right, yeah. Actor, because that's not a whole lot to go off of, especially when one of you is, like, pretending to be limp and dead. Right. Uh, <laughs> I thought, like, a lot of the dialogue was actually really funny. Yeah. Um, and just the way Paul Dano is kind of crazy, uh, mm-hmm. and just the way that he sort of talks to Manny and, like, his sort of monologues and stuff, I thought were really clever. Um, it's well-written. Um, surprising, like... For only having two characters, it keeps you pretty entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, like, strangely philosophical bits in there what, yeah. that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that's not at all what I thought this movie was going to be. Right. What else you got? That's that that's it? what I liked, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I kept thinking about, like, just how talented the acting was, because that's, like, a weird situation to act in. So, unlike any other thing probably either of them have ever done. Uh, not even just the two characters, but, like, who the characters are. It's just, like, super unique and mm-hmm. not something that's, like, a role you would have played before. Um, great soundtrack all the way through, even just, like, the instrumentals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all done by Andy Hull from Manchester Orchestra. Like, all of it, right? I think He scored so. pretty much the whole thing, I think. Um, uh, good writing with, like, a lot of attention to little details. Mm-hmm. Like, little details sometimes. Um, and it's like, yeah, for for such a weird concept that seems like it wouldn't have anything to do with, like, normal everyday life, it hits on so many, like, philosophies about everyday life mm-hmm. in, like, a really interesting way. Um, 
And a movie that's making those deep points while simultaneously making the same fart joke for two hours is a movie that shouldn't exist or be good, but it was. So that was crazy. Super, like, emotionally investing because you're learning more and more about both of the characters as it goes on. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're given, like, an intriguing start, but then you get little details fed to you along the way, so then you're trying to put it together and you're trying to figure it out, and I think that's what's so, like, investing about it. Um, And I like that there were some details that you had to read, like, between the lines to figure out. They didn't feed you everything, but, like, based on things that they talked about, you started to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't come out and say that, like... um, Paul Dano's character, whose name I can't remember now. Uh, Hank. Hank. They didn't come out and tell you that he has, like, mental issues, but the stuff he says about, like, these are the things my dad told me, mm-hmm. it, it, like, gives you enough of the context clues that says, oh, yeah, he does have issues and his dad's not cool with it. Right. But he never comes out and just, like, says, like, oh, I have bipolar, or, like, I have whatever it is that he has. He doesn't mm-hmm. even say. You know what I mean? But, like, you had to piece that together from the details they gave you, mm-hmm. and I like that. I think, like, the... Effects and editing were really good. There were some, like, more artsy moments in it, and I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the whole thing was that way, so it was, like, a really um, palatable way to do the weird stuff because it was just sprinkled in just mm-hmm. enough. Um, and personally, I enjoy indeterminate endings where you don't know every single thing. Like, you don't have every single answer, and you get to sort of make your own theories, but at the same time, it wasn't, like, unresolved. So I enjoyed the ending. So, what grievances have you with which to air? Um, there was far too many fart jokes. That was the whole movie. Uh, the same fart joke, the whole movie. And I thought it was, I thought that was a dumb choice given its context. Like, the fact that the rest of the movie is kind of serious. And, like, even though it's this fantastical thing, like, I think it's just... There's a little lowbrow. I see where you're coming from, but I think at least there was, like, a reason for it to be there. Like, there's justification for it to some point. And I kind of like the juxtaposition of the two, of it being so silly, but the other things being so serious. Sure. Because to me, that's real life, but I understand why you wouldn't like it. Um, I super hated the ending. I'm not surprised. Super hated it. I like it because it makes you question everything. No. That's... The the movie could have ended about 20 other different ways, and I think I would have been fine with it, hmm. except for the ending that they used. Interesting. I would have been fine with, he's actually dead the whole time. And it was just in his head. It was yeah, just in his Yeah, but that's what it was head. trying to make you think. Right. I would have been fine with Paul Dano is actually dead. and Daniel. That's what I thought they were doing for a second. Yeah. We're talking about the end, this is spoilers, but they get their names mixed up at the end. And that's right. what I, I think that's why they did all that weird stuff at the end, because it was trying to throw you off. Right. Because it was saying, you think you know what's going on. Right. So it did the indie movie thing of, like, nothing is what you think it right. is. I would have been fine with, it's magic. <laughs> I would have been fine with anything else. I liked it. I think there could have been other endings that worked also. I like that the last line of the movie was... Ramona Flowers going, what the fuck? Because I think that was on purpose, because that was you, the the viewer. That was Ramona Flowers? Yes. Oh. (laughs) Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Oh. Yeah, that was her. Oh. She's everyone's manic pixie dream girl. 
Yeah. You can't have a manic pixie dream girl and it not be her or Zoe Deschanel. They had to get one of the two. <laughs> it's an indie movie. It Zoe be Deschanel isn't a manic pixie dream girl. That's literally what 500 Days of Summer is about. I guess so. <laughs> and also some of New Girl and everything else that she's in. I mean, she's not that character in New Girl, though. We're arguing about mm. other things. We need a... <laughs> mm, debatable. Okay. We're going to debate this, but not on the radio show, because we'll be here all evening. That's all right. Is there anything else you didn't like? Um, that's about it. I would have liked maybe slightly more, uh, like, how did Paul Dano end up on an island? He said he took a boat and he crashed. Oh. He says it in the beginning. I think, I, th- I remember seeing something that he was sending out those little boats. Yeah, but then he said something later. Like, I took a, I stole a boat or I took a boat out and then I got lost. Yeah. And then I crashed or something. He said it at one point, too. Oh. But it was subtle and easy to miss, so. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, I think the idea was, like, you're supposed to piece together the backstory mm-hmm. yourself, but then you're only getting the, the forward story. Right. So that is an interesting point that we didn't get. Like, the exact backstories. It was right. just, like, details about the character, but not really, like, how they got there. Right. And it's like I was kind of waiting for it, mm-hmm. and they never really explained it. Or, like, why... Like, because my assumption was, oh, he was running away or trying to run away yeah, and crash the boat or something. But it's never really explained why. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But maybe that's one of the things you were supposed to theorize about. I don't know. I guess so. What do you, uh, what do grievances do you have? Um, so there was a body that came back to life halfway, but the least believable part of the movie to me is that they were in the woods that close to town with that amount of trash just dumped there, and they never came across another person. Here's my... That bothered me the whole time. Here, I, I remembered something. Okay. So they make it seem like they're wandering through the woods for, like, several days, right? Yeah. And then when he runs back to the ocean, mm-hmm. it's, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Like, they don't run several days back through the woods. You're right. That was a little frustrating to me. That it all happened. Yeah. It all, all of that stuff occurred with, like, five minutes running time. Yeah. So they must have just been, like... Walking around in circles or something. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Like, it's one thing for them to be close to town and not realize it. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing for them to have been, like, traveling that long. Right. But just going, like, parallel and not yeah. perpendicular, I guess. I guess, yeah. That's interesting. You got me there. And I know the point of it was that they're running back through all of the things that he made. Yeah, exactly. But it's like all of the things. So quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point that that doesn't quite make sense. Right. Like, just my thing was like, obviously, like there was like big stuff, like a couch and like Mm -hmm. a golf cart. And like, that's not stuff that just gets blown farther away than where somebody dumps it. Obviously, someone is taking stuff out there to dump it. And it, there's enough stuff mm-hmm. that it's obviously happening semi-regularly, but they're out there for who knows however many days at least. Right. And they never run into one person. Mm-hmm. That's what got me. Also, so Daniel Radcliffe has several, like, the, what makes him the Swiss Army man is that his body can do 
things that tools can do, basically. Uh, he can, like, light a fire or shoot stuff like a gun. Um, but at first, he, uh, Paul Dano figures out all the powers very slowly. But then, all of a sudden, towards the end, he figures out, like, several of them at the same time. And I think it would have been cooler to see it paced out slower. Rather than, like, he has one or two things and then gets a whole bunch of other stuff all at once. Yeah. It was, like, not until the With end the could he do... Yeah, and mm. it's, I liked the montage because that was showing, like, their mood at the moment. He's, like, feeling super upbeat because he's figuring out all these things and thinking, mm. like, maybe we can survive. But then just give him, like, three more powers for him to also, like, spread it out more yeah. across the movie. I felt like it was weird that it all happened. Because that's the whole point of the movie. That's the whole, like, premise that sets everything off. Right. So it seemed, the pacing of that seemed weird to me. Um, and just at times it could be obviously super gross and off-putting, and I don't know that that's a fault, but I know that that's something that would make some people really not like it. Yeah. And there were parts of it that was like, ugh. But, I mean, I'm, I'm weak-willed, and I was fine. But there were some parts that were super gross. So it's worth the R rating, and be warned. Yeah. There, I mean, there was nothing that was like, like... Like, horrific. Like, I'm going to go vomit now. Yeah, I mean, no, I I wouldn't want to, I don't want to make it sound like that, I guess. But there were some gross parts. Yeah. And lots of F-words. That's pretty much all it was. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but I know that this would not be the movie for everybody. Right. As most indie films aren't trying to be, and it wasn't trying, certainly wasn't trying to be. (laughs) So, if you had to give it a rating. Um, I said... I'm glad I watched it because I've been meaning to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I said it was interesting, but kind of stupid. And I gave it a seven. Seven? I gave it an eight. Um, just because I think personal feelings aside, like, I think it's a good movie. I don't think anyone who likes movies could argue that it's a well-made, well-written, creative, interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I was super hooked, like, emotionally, trying to figure out who these characters were and what was happening to them and what was going to happen to them. Mm. And so it was obviously accomplishing everything it set out to do, I think. With, I mean, we mentioned some flaws, and it didn't do it perfectly, but no movie's perfect. Um, despite, I think the biggest thing is, despite how super weird it was, it also did a lot of really cool and interesting and good things. Mm. And I think in the hands of the wrong person or the wrong team or the wrong actors or the anything. Like, it couldn't have... It could have gone a lot worse. <laughs> Which sounds like a veiled insult, but it's not. It's like, it just, just seems like it was a super hard thing to pull off, and so there was a lot of people, like, working super hard and, like, doing really cool things. Yeah. To make such a weird concept work. As well as it did. So, if you like movies, if you like Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano... If you like indie films, you would probably like this. Yep. Good. Good. Review. Review. So, uh, are we ready to go here? We're ready to go here. We're ready to go here. It's time for a debate of high contention, I'm sure. Uh, If not between the two of us, definitely between all humans who have ever seen Disney movies. And this week we're going to do the top five best Disney songs. Now, we all know that there are a thousand and one Disney songs, and counting, (laughs) probably. So it's hard to pick only five, first of all. But we're going to try and say, as objectively as humanly possible, 
what are the top five best Disney songs? I feel so not good <laughs> that I might change my entire list by the time it's my turn. <laughs> Who says you don't have to go first? I Oh, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't care. I can go first if you want me to. I... It's hard to objectively say what is the best because there's yeah. so many of them. And there's not yeah. any that I'm like, that's not good. Like, I think... Maybe a couple, but... Sure. Um, I think if we had, like, sat down and made ourselves, like, a rubric... Yeah. Then, like, maybe we could have done it more objective, quote-unquote. Sure. But, like, that's not how we do top five, so I didn't want to, like... We don't want to change it. Just for this one. So, which one are the top five best based on subjective personal criteria? (laughs) Because here's the thing about Disney songs is there's, like, first of all, such a range. Second of all, there are some songs that are, like, just serve an entirely different purpose than other ones. Because there's, like, love songs, and then there's, like, villain songs but even like beyond that there's like scene setting story songs and there's just like ballad sing-along songs like Mm -hmm. there's so many different categories Mm -hmm. that it's hard to compare every single one of them yeah and i feel like we could have picked a single movie and been like the top five songs from the little mermaid right and still been able to make a list yeah or the top five lion king songs or the top five whatever right and it still could have probably made a list so, to the best of our ability, we're going to try and rank the top five Disney songs. There I, weren't many rules this time. I don't time. feel good about this. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like no list is ever going to do it justice, because I feel like I'm leaving everything out. Maybe we should have done ten, but that's not how top five <laughs> works. So, so. I probably feel the worst about this as I have ever felt about any top five list. <laughs> it was... It feels crappy. Why does it feel so crappy? And I'm, I'm going, I'm, listen, you're not ready. You're not ready for my list. I'm very interested. Because. What you're going to put, because I know your subjective opinions. I tried to not be. I tried to not be, but I think we're both going to accuse each other of that. Of so course. we're just going to have to put it aside. Of course. Um, so. Just take these lists at face value. Yes. That's all we're going to say. And absolutely tweet us everything that we forgot and we're wrong about. <laughs> yes. Or message us or whatever. So here we go. Uh, number five. Oh, can I go first? You yeah. said I was going to go first. It so doesn't was... matter. We Either of us can go first. Okay. Um, I said number five was When You Wish Upon a Star. It's very cute. It's very pretty. <laughs> it's very iconic, which yes. is something that I, I thought a little bit about that in my list. But at the same time, I don't know that the cheesy, iconic ones are the best. But I thought a little bit about that. That's why I put it really low. Yeah. I don't care for that movie very much. No. Like, at all. And I don't care for that song. I like it in theory. I like... But I don't... I have heard instrumental versions. It's very pretty. That are gorgeous. Yeah. The the movie version's fine. That's a good point. Um... Can we just say that, like, 99% of the time when they make, like, a pop version of the song for, like, the end credits in the radio, it's almost always bad? Yeah. (laughs) That's a given. Especially because they did that a lot in, like, the 80s and 90s, and they're all, like, really, like, 
I don't even know how to explain it except for like a 90s ballad. Right. 90s pop ballads. They have that sound. They sound like they belong in one of those compilation CDs. And they're always bad. That's just a feeling about Disney music I have. Uh, number four, I said a uh, friend like me from Aladdin. That Banger. one. That one was a narrow miss on my list. Banger. That would be my number six if I could have one. Um, there's a lot of great songs in uh, in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best one. I mean, can I say why it didn't make my list? Sure. Uh, because it's the reason it's so good is Robin Williams. And not necessarily Disney, in my opinion. Okay. But that's being picky, and that was me just narrowing down. It's because it's it's like just so purely him. Yeah. But then again, it's so great. Right. I think it's one of the best like character songs. Sure. In any. Of I mean, as movies. far as like upbeat kind of charactery songs, yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, number three, "Don't Kill Me Eye to Eye." <gasps> Blasphemy. It's, I mean, at least it's on the list. I'm right. actually kind of honored that it's on the list. I mean, it's a jam, for sure. Yes. Um, Powerline Forever. Number two, and this is where my list, I am start to get like, like, you know how sometimes I'm just like, uh, if lots of people like something, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. And then I say that some things are better than they are just for the sake of them because they're different. Yeah. So what I put as number two was uh, If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc. Really? But the I'm opening shocked. the opening credits one. What's the opening credits one? It's the super fast oh, like the jazz, jazz version. Oh, the jazz one. It's so good. That is an interesting choice, my friend. I don't feel good about it. Why didn't you and just put everybody wants to be a cat? It's fine. Because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be objective. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to count out your favorites. I, 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 was, I was prepared to let you have that. What? I mean, you're you gonna told have, me. You're going to have to be prepared for me. <laughs> you, you told me that I had to be objective. I did. Fine. That doesn't mean. I'm just saying. Well, get ready for it then, because here come all the songs I wanted to be on the top five list. (laughs) This is the Matt list. In my honorable mentions. The top Matt list. Yes. Um, The entire soundtrack of Pirates of the Caribbean is is great. We, so we kind of tentatively said animated movies only. I would absolutely make an exception for any Pirates of the Caribbean song. It's great. That is a banging soundtrack. It's a banging soundtrack. Um, whatever, Elephant Fly is great. That's a great song. <laughs> Seen a needle, wink its eye. It makes me smile so much. And it's so, it's so bad, but it's so good. I mean, I like it. Yes, I, I like it. My main thing is I wasn't a big a fan of that movie. No, yeah, it's not my favorite movie either. Yeah. But I like the song a lot. Uh, I Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Banger. Um, everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Uh, pretty much the whole soundtrack to Tarzan. Yeah. Is great. It's great. Um, I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. It's yes. great. Uh, when She Loved Me from Toy Story. Oh, shoot, yeah. It's so good. Uh, and I, I've put in for good measure Can You Feel the Love Tonight from, uh... 
The movie version or like the... See, that's the only one where like the pop version is also good. Yeah. Is it? But which version would you say? Uh, or both? I will say both for good measure. Because I mean, the the lyrics are different in the right yeah. in them, but that's the only one where the pop one is like as good. Yeah, I mean, there's like so many more that I can, I mean, "Kiss the Girl" from Little Mermaid is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all right, what are you even going to put? You must have been I, very tough with yourself. I'm. I thought really hard about this for a long time, mm-hmm. and I feel fifty-fifty. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it, and mm. I'm gonna see what you think. Okay. I won't say I'm in love <gasps> from Hercules. I love that song. Also, Hercules' underrated soundtrack. Right. I think. I like. Just the musical context of it. It's great. It's great. Like the dramatic placement of it. Right. Yeah. It's also just musically so good. Mm-hmm. It's just like a really good, I don't know. It's a really song? great, it's a really great song. Yeah. Like let alone its function in the movie. Yeah. Like it could have just been a song. Yeah. Almost. The whole soundtrack of that movie is great. Banging. Like, not, I feel like we're saying it a lot, but we're also leaving a lot of movies out that it's just like, that soundtrack is, like, good for the movie, but it's whatever. But, like, some of these, like, Hercules is a great all-together soundtrack. Right. I would say. So, that's probably the most wrong I've ever been on any top five list, (laughs) and I'm comfortable with that uh, realization. You better get ready for me. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have one in common. Is it eye to eye? Is it eye to eye? <laughs> Do you know how many times I listen to that song every single day? We'll get there. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that everything you wanted to that's, say? That's it. I, I'm sorry, everyone. I feel ashamed. You shouldn't. You have a great list. I No, I don't think it's a great list. I mean, I feel bad about mine, too. So I think your list is great, but at least we can feel bad about ourselves together. Oh, good. I just feel like... Oh, we're terrible. There's so many songs that there's no way to do this justice, and I thought it was going to be so fun. And it's fun to talk about, but our lists are just... They can't be right. No, this list cannot be right. Neither of our lists... Nobody's list could be right. Maybe, like, Alan Menken could make a list. But that's about it. What? I forgot a song. What song? Just tell me. Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. It's great. What are you talking about? It's good. Maybe it's just because I don't like that movie as well either. It's hard for me to like separate the movie and the song sometimes. Sure. It's a pretty good song. What other movies am I forgetting about? I don't know. Probably all of them. Can we do worst Disney songs someday? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's um, Bippity Boppity Boop. Ooh, that one's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Anyway, so should I go? Yes. All right. So here's mine. Number five is Son of Man from Tarzan. Uh, because Phil Collins did not have to go that hard, but he chose to go that hard for the entire soundtrack. Out of them, I picked that one because it it just, it's like, it's just a jam. I don't know how better to say it. And it's not a good way to describe music, but it is, though. The lyrics are really good. The, like, tempo is, like, really fun. It has a good, like, function in the movie to, like, speed time ahead, like, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I put it. 
Number four is Colors of the Wind. <laughs> and you just have to understand me. I do think objectively that it's like the best slow song. Uh, because one, it has great message, like respect nature. But also it's one of those songs that it's about more than it's about. Because it's about like examining your perspective and like why you think the way you do. By just singing about like, look at all this cool nature around us and like see it through my eyes. So I think, I think it deserves a spot. Number three is Circle of Life. Um, mostly because what other song can you recognize as quickly as you can recognize Circle of Life if it starts? <laughs> so that's a mark of something important. And it's also, I think, something that Disney songs do really well is those that like larger than life sort of factor. Not Backstreet Boys, but um, just like, first of all, it's like a really good song that just like puts you in the world of the movie, like immediately. Mm -hmm. But it's also just like, there's like orchestra and there's voices and there's like clues about the story and the lyrics and there's just like so much stuff and it just comes together to make a very beautiful piece of music, I think. Number two is... Something I mentioned the other night when Matt tried to get me to give him spoilers of my list. And it's what I said was number one, but it's not number one because then I thought some more. The second best Disney song is going to be my most controversial of the bunch, I think. And it's The Bells of Notre Dame. And here's what I think. It's the best of the songs that do the whole setting up the world and setting up the story by just like singing about what is happening. Mostly because a lot of those songs are like, here's our happy normal village, and here's we're doing okay, and problems haven't happened yet. And this one is just like, things are bad, things are bad. Hey kids, things are bad. But um, it's it prepares you for like the heaviness of like the subject matter that's in the movie. I still it blows my mind that this movie was allowed to be marketed to children. When you think too hard about it, it's so dark. But anyway, it's like. Uh, it's like sort of the villain song without being the villain song, but at the same time, it even takes that huge like orchestral score and it incorporates the bells that they're singing about into the music without it feeling cheesy, which I think is a hard thing to do. And there's just like an incomprehensible church choir just bellowing your ears out, and it's huge and it's amazing. And it's like just like a gorgeous piece of music, and even if it didn't have like the story in it, it would be a gorgeous orchestral piece of music. So that's why I put it. Um, but at the same time, there's some really clever rhyming in the song. I like looked back at it, and I want to find the one... Shoot, I meant to have this up. Um, it's cool how they worked in like the, uh, the narrative while also still being like lyrically cool. A figure whose clutches were iron as much as the bells of Notre Dame clutches much as I was like that's that was clever that was a good rhyme the big bells as loud as the thunder the little bell soft as a psalm and some say the soul of the city's the toll of the bells of Notre Dame like it's like poetry mm -hmm. it's really well written um but anyway I've gone long I've gone on and on about that enough times because obviously oh I guess I could do my um honorable mentions uh friend like me for the same reasons Part of Your World, Zero to Hero. I really like I See the Light from Tangled. Of the newer movies, that song is really, really good. Um, 
I'll make a man out of you. Everybody wants to be a cat. Also out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I could go on and on because I love Disney songs. I could just list you everyone just about. But that was my um, my preliminary list anyway. But anyway, obviously the number one Disney song is Eye to Eye. Because it could literally have been a song on the radio without have being any different. And it would have been just as good. Tevin Campbell, wherever you are, if you're listening, you're my hero and I love you. And also you've done the universe the greatest service that any hero has ever done. In that you embodied Powerline. It was just... Like, it didn't sound like it was written for a movie, and I think that's to its credit. It just sounded like a really good pop song from, what year, was that 93, right? Two. I don't remember. Two or three. Um, yeah, I could listen to it on repeat all day, every day, and that's personal. But I think everybody can agree that it's just a jam. So that's the list, and we've done it, and we're here. Any final thoughts you'd like to share? No, I wish I could remember that joke I was going to make. I even thought, hey, write a note down with that joke to remind, to, to tell Ivy that joke. What joke? I don't remember. About what? I don't know. What? You're mentioning, did you bring this up before? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. You've lost me. I was, I had a really funny joke and I was going to write it down. Um, and then uh, I didn't. And now I can't remember. And I'm sure I'll remember it like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Does put this thing back where it came from or so help me count as a Disney song? Yeah. Uh, two and a half. Put that thing back where it came from or so help me. All right. So I think we've done it. We've, we've done it as good as it's going to get done, which isn't saying much, I, but it's done. I feel terrible. I think we, we bit off more than we could chew. But we all know at least that eye to eye is worth everybody's list, and that's all that matters. So we did it, and we're going to get out of here because we're both brain fried and confused. So thank you so much for listening, everybody out there. If you want us to review something of your choosing or play a game that you would like to suggest, you can just send that on in to sleepingsituation at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on social media at any time with your suggestions or questions or recs or... Anything that you think we should look at. Uh, T-Rex. T-Rex. Yep. That's it. Thanks to Dave for uh, suggesting Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Thanks for making us watch it finally, giving us a good reason to like. <laughs> uh, it's available on Netflix. I feel like we should mention that when it is. Um, I was surprised because usually Netflix doesn't have what you're looking for magically. <laughs> it would have it like two months from now, but like not the night you want to watch it. Right. Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Man is on Netflix. So, if we've piqued your interest, go check it out if you have an hour and a half. Um, our episodes come out every Monday. You can follow us on social media or subscribe on iTunes or Shout Engine if you want notified when they go out. Yep. And that's going to do it for today. Yep. I think we both go, go need to lay down. <laughs> I need to use the sleep. Mr. Krabs, do you how do? See, now I've been, like, classically conditioned to think it's midnight. Right. What time is it? Like, 8? It's 9.18. 9. Okay. I, my guess was a little off. The It stays dark out. It stays light out too late. And now it's dark, and so I'm like, oh, it's 12. <laughs> uh, let's get out of here. Okay, goodbye. Thank you, bye. Which is, like, woo, three hours earlier, but also, like, wow, I cannot talk today. 
I cannot talk today. I think it's because there was no one at work today and the office was empty and I hardly talked all day. So now I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, dis- the <laughs> Which ones are objectively the best burst on? I cannot talk today. Right. But I will absolutely make an ob- ob- objection. What uh, exception? exception? <laughs> I cannot talk today. Do you know how many times you've said that? We're going to put a little counter. 475. Does uh, put this thing up. 